1: Together they take on the headlines of the week, decode the disinformation, and plow through the mainstream propaganda. Unauthorized, unscripted, and unintimidated. Unintimidated. This is America Unplugged.
2: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back <clears throat> to America Unplugged. I'm a little under the weather. My my voice may come in and out. but Tony said I was okay, so um, that's it. That's that's all we need. So I'm I'm sorry. If um, if you don't understand me sometimes, but Tony is here to translate. Right. I I was I was yelling at people last week about my trying to get my hands on Trump shoes. I was like, get out of the way. You know, I need my shoes. You know, and and it's affected my voice and I've never recovered. Anyway, what is going on? Uh, Thank you for coming back. America Unplugged. Tony Arderburn, what is up, sir?
1: I speak fluent BRV. (laughs) That that is true and uh, I'm glad you're back because I didn't want to have to play We'll Be Missing You by Diddy because I oh, think I would have other <laughs> Oh, man. Boy, let me tell you, man. <laughs>
2: Man, that I mean, all, all of the degeneracies coming out, right? All yeah. of it, everybody. And then Cat Williams goes on. I don't know if you guys saw yeah, this. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He goes on
2: with Rogan mm-hmm. and starts talking about the Anunnaki and the Illuminati and Baphomet. Like, Great, okay. <laughs> put it all out there. Hey, let's see what develops. Don Jeffries, the legendary.
0: How are you, sir? Fine. And, uh, you know, Cat Williams is uh, becoming one of my favorite figures. I mean, maybe uh, I see he's certainly more. Pre- you have to come up with a pop icon. I would certainly prefer him to The Rock. So uh, well, Cat Williams for president, man. I mean, he's hes I mean, he's a little crazy, but that's cool. You know, <laughs> half, half of them are crazy. Anyway, he's interesting. Who is, it? Right? Yeah, who, right. who
2: is crazy at this point? But that, that was a hell of a, a listen. If you guys if yeah. you guys haven't listened, go and and listen to, to Cat Williams being high, high higher than 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 the stars in the sky <laughs> while he was talking to uh, to Joe Rogan. But um, interesting nonetheless. All right, we got a couple of things to talk about this week. I didn't get my Trump shoes. I want them. If anybody out there has a pair of Trump shoes, you want to donate to America Unplugged. We will we will make good <laughs> use of them, ladies and gentlemen. I, I will wear them to play basketball a couple of times. But other than that. We'll hang them up in the back or something. Or we may just sell them to fund the show. We could do that at this point with them things. They're 400 bucks a pop. Tony Arderburn, things are going on. Apparently, the elite are hoarding gold. You've been saying this for quite some time, but now it's spilled over into the mainstream. Tony Arderburn is right again. Let's make a shirt, right? I mean, we got Alex Jones is right, and he kind of is sometimes. And most of the time, he's not anymore, right, so- Tony Harderburn is like 90% right all the time. So Tony Arderburn was right yet again. What's going on here, man? What's the deal? Why is gold exploding and why are they hoarding it? They're talking about the end times. What's up, sir?
1: I like the uh, pithy title from Pat Buchanan's autobiography right from the beginning because it's a play on words. Um, maybe, maybe we could do something like that. And I think, you know, we've been talking about this. Everything goes back to. The golden rule, which is he who has the gold makes the rules. And you can see as the world starts to, the institutions start to deteriorate as we uh, careen into the uh, culmination of this fourth turning, which is about every 80 years or 100 years or so, you have a major uh, upheaval in society and change of institutions. That's what we're seeing now. This is the end of the post World War II system and power shifting from the West over to the East in places like China. I think one of the most underreported things. In the world today is the fact that the Chinese may actually have more gold in the US. It's long been just kind of a given that the United States had the, the world's gold supply, even though we went off the gold standard in 1971. Uh, we haven't added to our net gold surplus since the 50s, and it's supposed to be like 8000 tons or something like that. And of course, you always hear about well, where's the gold at Fort Knox and so on and so forth. But there's something, there's something going on. There's a phenomenon of the Chinese and not only the BRICS nations which in Brazil, Russia India, China, South Africa, now Saudi Arabia, uh, 40% of the world's population, um, uh, wanting to move away from the dollar, but there's some, there's an underlying story about China. I think we're going to hear more about this. The Chinese have started at the beginning of this century, buying gold off the books, they've been buying thousands of tons off the books, it, it appears. And they may actually have more gold than the United States. And that again, in a stealth. Way they have sixty thousand gold mines and they're not exporting gold. So there's something going on. There's a phenomenon of the elites and the central banks hoarding gold at a record pace. And at the same time, uh, you know, everything in the United States, uh, everybody's watching Jerome Powell or they're watching Janet Yellen, and they're watching you know Jim Cramer and the financial networks. Meanwhile, the elites are moving away from the dollar system. Now they're not hoarding cash. The elites don't hoard cash. That's not what they do. They hoard gold or they hoard other assets like real estate. And uh, there's a lot of there's so much. I was on David Knight's show on Thursday and I, we talked about how the the uh, Canadian uh, pension fund, which has long been like held as like the one of the top tier asset, uh, you know, uh, holders in the world. They sold a Manhattan skyrise for one dollar to get out of it just to get rid of the debt and move on so they're they're bailing out of of NYC and NYC real estate which has always been the gold standard so there's a lot there's a lot going on here and not only in this economy in the United States but worldwide and and I think we have not only a, just a a systemic debt problem I say problem it's it's cancer uh, and yeah. we have a fiat currency problem backed by nothing and then every time they create new currency we lose purchasing power that's going to continue to happen I think instinctively, people are starting to see that I mean we've talked about the uh, Costco selling uh, selling out of gold bars Walmart uh partner with atmex um there's just so much there's so much going on that and again with currency and that's that's where the root of all of our problems stem from so um it's a, certainly interesting to watch I don't I don't I I've been saying end of days for a while maybe but it's more like an apocalypse where we're seeing an unveiling maybe it's the end of the old system the beginning of the new not not quite the end of the world
2: yeah i don't think it's the end of the world either but that's how they're painting it out you know and and uh, it's it's part of this is a worldwide thing but but uh here in america in particular it's taken hold you know and and uh they are praying on on the good people uh of the christian faith they are preying on your beliefs and, and they are they are preying on on your good intentions and, and they're using that to their benefit and and, and fear of, stoking fear of things like this, meaning the end of the world and stuff like that, even though we are seeing things unfold. But that's that's the reality of this place. I've, I've only been here for 40 plus years and, and it's changed many, 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 many times, you know, so uh, that's that's just the reality of, of where we are. Um, but but there's definitely a, a, a Christian psyop of some sort going on, in my opinion. Regardless of that, um, people are hoarding gold. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, this is Tony's area, right? I, I think there might be some benefit to fiat currency. You gotta, you gotta get this is uh, this is my non-educated opinion on this right cuz i got I, I sit there and i'm like all right you know maybe if we do this the right way but the thing is the people in control aren't going to do it the right way right so so what do we do and then it, it, like when when everything hits the fan i guess people still will look at gold uh, as holding value and you will be able to to uh exchange with it and be able to to uh Attain what it is you need to survive with this gold, hopefully at least, and that, that's what Mark Zuckerberg is saying. All right, Don Jeffries, what's up?
0: Well, it's not my area of expertise either. I mean, I tip my hat to Tony. I mean i don't I don't really understand I understand gold about as much as I understand uh, Trump's gold tent shoes, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, you know so it's it's not really uh, but i I know whatever medium of exchange they develop, and this is you know, this is part of the oldest ongoing war really probably since the dawn of time. And that is the, the wealthiest the elites, the people that have the most, they're at war with everyone else. So whatever ex- system they develop, whether it's on the gold s- standard, if it's fiat currency, whatever, it, it's 80% of the people are going to be screwed. They use the economy model. So whatever they do with, with exchange, whatever the currency is, whatever it is, you're going to have the people at the top hoarding it and getting more and more of it. And you're going to have the vast majority of people, I mean, you go back to the Middle Ages and they were they were uh, peasants and serfs. You know, they used to have the one of the jobs they had back then was uh, somebody could go out and beat the lily pads at night that were near the uh, in the ponds that were near the castles where the king slept. Uh, So they didn't have to hear the frogs croaking. That was their job. You know, so that's maybe we'll go back to that. You know, maybe have some kind of thing. But that that's that's the problem is they're at war with us. So. As far as gold, you know that's wonderful, and that's Tony's area expertise. But uh, I, you know, I talk all the time about the disparity of wealth, and it's, you know, I, I wrote a Substack a little while back where I talked about what uh, uh, Bezos, Jeff Bezos, made. I think thirteen billion dollars in one day during the, the pandemic, and you know, we did the math, and we figured out it was uh, something like you know ten centuries or something like that. At hundred thousand dollars a year, a full time worker would have to work something like ten centuries to make that kind of money. So I try to put it in those kind of terms when so people realize how absurd it is, mm. how much money these people have. And I've talked before about whatever this is, the fiat currency, whatever it is, the money that we know in this country. And this is what we know because we, we don't know what's offshore. We don't know what's in the uh, the foundations like the Gates Foundation, the Clinton, Rockefeller, all those. They've never been audited. So we don't really know how much is in there. They're tax shelters. But just taking the money that we know of, it's there. If you divide it up between every man, woman and child in America, it would be $341,000 each. Now, I don't suggest we do that, but that gives you an idea of how much money's there. And there's, you know, there's no excuse. You have people sleeping in the streets, sleeping in tents and too many people I know that are struggling. Right. They can't they can't make a break. And, you know, it's. It's it's awful, and then you have the, this kind of money out there that just you know think what a uh, hundred thousand dollars is not even pocket change to the people at the top, but a hundred thousand dollars could absolutely change the lives of millions of people there in that bottom half. So yeah, that's that's kind of not exactly on the on the uh, the topic, but that's you know when I when I hear gold or money or something, I kind of go off into that because that's that's my uh, you know it's my Huey Long area of expertise. No, absolutely,
2: man. It makes perfect sense to me, you know, and and uh, all of this is happening because of the, the, the screwed up state that we are currently experiencing here in the United States. Right. Um, and uh, everything's being blamed on Joe Biden. And I'm sure he has something to do with it. You know, well, may as well. Yeah. Right. We're going to blame somebody. Maybe let's blame him. But um, this isn't going away. You know, th- this isn't a problem that's going to change with uh, putting in a new dictator. You know, it's it's it, this is not going to change. Things are are not looking like they're going to get any better. There's nothing Donald Trump is going to do to change this. He, he, he might put an extra 15 bucks in your pocket and that's enough for a lot of you. But that doesn't mean our situation changes. You know, um, this has been the plan for quite some time and it's been on the decline for quite some time. And uh, people like Tony have had their, their their finger on the pulse of this thing for quite some time, you know, have been saying this. This is nothing new in alternative media circles. If you've been around the alternative media, even if you just came in in 2016, 2017, you've heard this before, right? It's not new. It's just the symptoms are manifesting at a higher pace now, and they're a little bit more evident, right, because the mainstream is actually talking about it. So we, we, have, uh, we have something to do here. Tony, what's up? Closing thoughts on this.
1: Well, it's because gold has a 5,000 year history. And that's a place to start. And the, right. the, the dollar is now the world's oldest living fiat currency. Mm. And so, you know, do some math on that. The average lifespan of a fiat currency is 26 years. We've gone double that. Damn. Yeah. The average lifespan. And that's what happens generally. You know, we've, I think one of the first shows you and I did, um, you laid out the case for expansion of the money supply, or at least in your mind, you know, because right. of the social programs and other yeah. things that, can help people at the bottom and i think there's an argument for that one of the your your predecessors might have been william jennings bryan somebody that uh, that don would know about at the end of the 19th century a democratic nominee for president he had a speech called the cross of gold you know about being nailed to a cross of gold because the gold standard uh, created such strong money that the farmers wanted to increase the money supply using silvers they talked about free silver and that's where you get the allegory of the wizard of oz the Cowardly Lion is William Jennings Bryan, and uh, of wow. course the Yellow Brick Road and leads to the Emerald Palace, the Greenback, and so that's mm-hmm. that's where there's all sorts of allegory in that. And and uh, Dorothy clicks her her silver uh, shoes uh, at the wow. end of the uh, at the end of the book, and L. Frank Baum's book, and not her ruby slippers. So there's there's something there's something here. I think that we're watching is it's history, and it's unfolding because the loss of what, what Two things are happening. The loss of dollar domination is called de-dollarization around the world. It's happening rapidly. Um, it's, it's stealthily because the financial networks and the mainstream media is not talking about it. I mean, just the mere fact alone that we've added Saudi Arabia to the BRICS, I mean, that is the most massive financial news in the last 30 years. But nobody talks about it because it's going to change the face of the petrodollar, how they exchange energy uh, so across the world and OPEC and all of that. And it nobody is a blurb, not even mentioned. Um, so that at the same time, in the loss of hegemonic dominance globally on the world stage by the United States, you can see it waning. You look at in issues like Ukraine or, or Israel and Gaza and Iran, U.S. power is waning. Uh, but I would say the cautionary tale here, and we talk about it every week, but it's uh, the fact that there's, there's a at least a formula is there for them to take us to war. Because that's like Gerald Salente says, when all else fails, they take you to war. That's the danger here, because the only thing that can save, at least put off the decline of the U.S. empire and stave off the decline of the dollar is is war. And you mentioned, uh, you know, we were talking off air about CPAC and and you said Malay gave a a talk there, the Argentinian uh, president. Is that correct, Billy? Yes, he did. I didn't. I didn't get to see that, but that's another example of this. There's a little war going on. You know, it's covert, but a Malay has ties to the IMF and BlackRock and others, and he put a put Argenti- Argentina back on like a dollar standard or wants to cooperate with the dollar. Argentina was about to be in the BRICS periphery. That's right, uh, right. So that was that was like a stopgap for that. So there's a there's a. There's a quiet war going on around the world about who uses the dollar, and meanwhile, Americans are just not really understanding. We, when we became the world's reserve currency, you got a tiger by the tail, because you can't stop being the world's reserve currency. This is called Triffin's dilemma. Robert Triffin, an economist in the 1960s, this was uh, he testified before Congress. This is the the problem becoming that when you lose that status, those and they estimate there's quadrillions of dollars those are repatriated back to the United States. You understand? And that's, that's, that's where we are. We've got all these other things happening uh, at the same time, but the, the, the currency crisis, which is my wheelhouse. Uh, that's what I see. You know, I mean, if I, I've got my, my gold and silver hammer and every problems a nail, I get.
2: No, uh, no, no, absolutely, man. It, it's, uh, it's, it's valued information in particular in these times, man. And, and if you want to uh, take a look at the, at the panel at CPAC and all the people that we're talking you know who your enemy is. Go down there and take a look. Go take a look at the psyops going on. Psyops upon psyops upon psyops over there at CPAC. You, it was a, it was a total disaster. In my well, no, it, it was just looking at the other side, looking at what they have planned for for you. Um, and, and it's a worldwide agenda. It's not it's not an American agenda, bro. It's a worldwide agenda. This is what they're trying to trying to put forward. But anyway, this isn't about CPAC. We'll do that at some other time unless you want to do it, in which case we can do it. All right, Don Jeffries, what's going on? You said you had something to talk about. What was it?
0: Well, you know, I do a lot of work on uh, the January 6th uh, political prisoners who have been denied all due process. We're talking about three years now where it's unbelievable. And, uh, you know, this doesn't happen to some serial killers. And uh, this guy, uh, Steve Baker, who is, I think, writes for The Blaze or something. But again, he's, I think Jason will, uh uh God, Jason Wood. Uh, God, how, how am I forgetting Jason's name? Whitlock, Jason Whitlock, who's become my favorite podcaster. Uh, he's had him on there before, but it, the FBI is now apparently. I don't know if I think they've arrested him, but they're targeting him for his reporting. And he's again, he hasn't been like somebody like me. He hasn't been that extreme, but he's been fair, and he's he's pointed out all the ridiculous things that are happening there uh, with these with these prisoners. And it's, it should be very concerning when you had the FBI now turning. Remember back in the Nixon years where you, you talked about when Nixon was supposedly politicizing things and, you know, maybe maybe targeting Jane Fonda. People like, there's no evidence he ever did anything except make up a stupid list, which is like one hundredth the size of, of Barack Obama's kill list, you know, his stupid enemies list. But uh, people think of that, and, and of course everybody was outraged by it, but here you have the government doing this now. This is a guy as a reporter, not even an especially, you know, Incredible investigative reporter, but he's done decent work compared to most of the people. And the FBI is targeting him, and that's again that that ought to concern everyone. If you go, I'm writing about this now, and it's basically be Hidden history four I'm working on now, but it's got all the Trump stuff in there, so that may turn into a book on itself. But uh, so I'm writing about January 6 and just listening to how many times the judges like tried to get the defendants to apologize. You know, that's, that's, we're, we're, there's not, that's not part of the law, getting someone to apologize and, and say you were wrong. And there's one guy that was, uh he was going to actually get off light compared to the rest of I them. Mean, he got a suspended sentence. And then he was caught watching Mike Lindell's ridiculous fundraiser. And they brought him back in and gave him two years in prison for watching Mike Lind- I mean, I don't know how that doesn't concern people. I mean, you can say it's stupid to watch Mike Lindell, but that's ridiculous. How do you, I mean... Oh, it's, ab- I wouldn't want to put somebody in prison because they watched Rachel Maddow. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous, but that's, that's what, and that's, this stuff is full of that. You have people, um, trying to blame Trump and then retracting it or uh, trying to get off and it doesn't work. You have other people that were, uh, had, had gone kind of sensitivity training that we see in the workplaces that basically were forced to watch non-conspiracy stuff and, 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 and then throw themselves on the mercy of the court and say, I. Oh, I was, you know, Trump did it. The conspiracy websites did it and they made me. And so this is a huge story. And so that's why when somebody like Steve Baker, just just not really establishment, the blaze, I guess, is kind of the periphery of this kind of conservative establishment. But for him to be, if he ends up being prosecuted for something, but I, it won't surprise me if he is. And I think millions of Americans will just shrug. Yeah. You know, he's probably an insurrectionist too. So that that bothers me, especially as a free speech purist. And the, if the, we had any civil libertarians left in the ACLU, still cared about civil liberties, they would be going nuts over this. My guess is they, they're not even going to pay attention to this whatsoever.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know too much about the situation, but if he was just doing reporting, then it's a problem, right? That if if uh, if they're going to prosecute him for, for reporting, that's not that's not oh, good. We're headed there either way you know even if we um if it's happening now under biden trump has already promised that he's going to do the same and and those people that um that uh trump is bringing on to help him govern they've they sworn retribution and that they're going to go after people that reported things about him so this is where we're headed right this yeah. is what what they want to do um tony do you know anything about the situation
1: no, I mean, I'm, I'm learning a lot from Don, uh, but I know that this has been an uh, an operation that's gone on for the last five years. I mean, even before <laughs> January 6th, this persecution of anyone who was against, uh, you know, the uh, the globalist uh, leftist uh, Marxist agenda, which is the ruling class. I mean, you, if tr- even Trump is reelected, I mean. You ha- There's no continuity of, of governance, even if he's at the top of whatever and he wants to go after anyone. Was he going to rehire Bill Barr? I mean, nobody's going to yeah. go after any of those people that are even against Trump. But this is a I mean, we can we can clearly see who runs Washington. And uh, I, I think you may see in the future, I hope, thank God we still have states uh, in this country. And it's not just a coast to coast California because you have jurisdiction and you might have sanctuaries, uh, counties and cities for free speech. You might have, uh, you you actually might, you might have sanctuary cities, counties, uh, municipalities, uh, people stepping up to to protect people's First Amendment rights and their rights uh, granted them by the Constitution. The more that the ruling class presses this kind of totalitarian uh, nonsense, the more that um, their, I guess, their right to rule or their their privilege to rule, whatever it is that they that they've been given by the people, that just diminishes. I think I think it's kind of like the Soviet Union. I mean, people just yeah. knew that they were they were run by uh, liars and thieves and crooks. And that was the way it was because they couldn't speak out too much. They're going to get, yeah. uh, you know, they were going to get the uh, the shaft or they'd go out to be sent off to Siberia or a from, exactly. you know, erased from history like Stalin used to do, erasing people from all photographs. But but again, that they they lasted 70 years.
0: Right. And Tony's and right, because the, the, the difference between the Soviets and us is that the Soviets understood what was going on. They knew TASS and Pravda was, were state-controlled media. Millions of Americans think that our mainstream media is not. They think it's a free press. And that's the difference is they don't. <clears throat> and millions of Americans now have been because, mainly because of Trump, because the Trump and Stein project, they no longer believe in free speech. Right. If it triggers them, oh, my God, we, got, we, we can't say that. And that's, this is a result of that. Uh, Steve and uh, Karen Carper in the chat room says Jason No, it wasn't Jason Whitlock that was arrested. It was uh, um, uh, Steve Baker. Although Whitlock works for the Blaze, just like I'm amazed Glenn Beck hired him. But uh, but this guy Steve Baker is is you know potentially. I don't know if he's been arrested, but I know the FBI is <coughs> is, is is going after him in some aspect. And uh, again, that ought to be. But again, how is that that much difference from what Alex Jones is being prosecuted for? He's a much larger personality, but it's the same kind of thing. It was his reporting. Yeah, he can say he was irresponsible or whatever, but he is sensational. That's what he does. He's an entertainer. But the idea that people can be prosecuted for this stuff, and that's why I said Alex Jones, is a, it sets a very dangerous precedent. And it could trickle down to people like us. If this platform ever got that big, they could prosecute us for thought crimes for every one of these shows. It's interesting. you know.
2: You know, with, with Alex, right? Because w- with the Sandy Hook situation, uh, you know, I, I I don't think he did anything <clears throat> to warrant what they're smacking him over the head with, right? I, I he 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 reported some stuff that he may have been wrong about, it, and he admitted I might have been wrong about it, but he never said, "Hey, call these people," no. you know, harass them. He never said any of that. Like I, I listened to Alex quite a bit at that point, yes. you know. Um, so it was just it was just reporting. Uh, I don't I don't but. What he should be prosecuted for. They're not doing it. You know, they're they're not doing it. He he was instrumental in in the January sixth PSYOP, instrumental in stop the steal, instrumental in grip and nothing. They leave him totally alone for that. You know, but uh but Sandy Hook, which is I, I, I really don't I really don't know why besides making an example out of them, they, 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 they do that.
0: Well, we sure. just look at all of these things and, and, and there it's, it's lawfare or whatever you want to call it, but it, basically it's, it's politicized prosecutions and every one of these cases, and you can throw Trump stuff in there as well. People are being prosecuted for emotional things. These are not law. These are things because they, in terms of Trump and Alex Jones, those two personalities are so bombastic and overblown they're set out there for millions of people that hate them and you know, millions still love them too. But you can't prosecute people for obnoxious personalities. I mean, I, you know, I, 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 you pick anybody. I mean, there's lots of people I can't stand there in Washington, D.C. or in the public. I mean, I can't stand Bill Maher, but I, I'm not going to look to, okay, I'm going to put you on trial just because I think you're obnoxious and I, I don't like you, but that's, what's happening. And it's happening more and more. And with Alex Jones, especially set that precedent that they can just say, well, they don't, I don't like what he's talking about. He's, he's questioning this, this, this narrative. So he must be harassing the parents. And as I have pointed out, all of us who talk about 9-11, we can all, the 9-11 parents could could say, hey, you're you're harassing us, man. I mean, they've said it. Yeah. This is causing us duress. I mean, what, you know, I don't want this dredged up. It sets a very dangerous precedent. And so I think people, they need to get past how they feel about a personality. You can't, the law is supposed to be about law. We're supposed to have a law of, of laws, not men. And what we're turning into now, we're having laws of men, women, it's trans, whatever. We're having personalities now. You can't prosecute personalities. That's what's happening. All of these kids, especially anything associated with Trump. I mean, they're, you know, it almost anybody's associated with them. They're just throwing anything out there, and people hate hate Trump enough, they're gonna rubber stamp, convict. And that's you can't have that kind of because again I think he's part of it. I don't think he's you know going to be penalized at all really, but they're using these personalities and people need to realize they're going to come for you. Events are going to come for you, and they're going to use that precedent just like they use if anybody complained about the January six prisoners, they'll use the precedent of Abraham Lincoln. You know Abraham Lincoln. Hey, you know he threw thousands of Northerners into jail, spent it. Mm-hmm. You know we, we were under insurrection just like mm-hmm. now, exact same thing. So uh, we need to. To really study history and realize these dangerous precedents and, and not let them, you know, but but just in the last couple of years with Alex Jones and the Trump trials, this is really, really drifting towards the, the point where our, our legal system has no meaning at all. No one should respect this this legal system. When you see some of the things these judges say, look at what happened to one of the judges in Trump's case, the guy that looks like Nosferatu, Enviguron or whatever the hell his name is. He does. Looks like he does. Well, yeah, he does.
2: He does the like
0: and what's his name? Uh, um, uh, you know, Project Veritas guy. Uh, caught him, went undercover, and I don't know how these guys don't recognize O'Keefe. I mean, he's out there, but somehow they never recognize him. But he's in a gym, and he catches Nosferatu in there for his early five thirty a.m. workout. I mean, <laughs> his workout isn't working too out well. Out of a
2: coffin at five thirty a.m. Oh, yeah. oh, down, a new brother, workout, buddy.
0: But he's there, and he catches him harassing a woman. The woman's like, "Get away!" All this stuff. Apparently, does that, and then he he gets him undercover talking about, "We need to get rid of all these MAGA people." This is a guy that's a judge, and even if he thinks that, maybe okay, tell your family or whatever. But you're this is this is where we are now. It's so ridiculous, and people think when you go into these courtrooms, look at that. Uh, Fanny Willis thing where you had the judge in that case contributed to her campaign, never revealed it. And his wife contributed twice. It's like, you know, there's, there's a connection there. You, you're you supposed to, you used to be able to recuse yourselves, but you know, that goes back to, you know, uh, Judge Lance Ito, you know, in the OJ case, that was the first time where <laughs> a judge whose wife was the arch enemy of Mark Furman, who was a big witness in that case. I mean, she was literally, a, a, had, had tried to get him fired. They were at war wars and Ito didn't recuse himself. So, it's it's kind of a uh, you know uh, again that set a precedent, but people ought to be concerned about these things. But just look at you haven't seen that tape. Look at Nosferatu in the gym, and this this is a guy. Would you want that guy deciding your fate? Really, he's harassing women. He's saying going to get rid of. Them. I mean, this really. Why is that guy in judgment? But that's that's where we're at.
2: You know, I, I'd like to see Clarence Thomas recruits uh, rec, I can't say it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know you know what I mean. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to see him do that when it comes to to. To some of these trump trials uh, d- straight up if we're, if we're going to see Fannie Willis do it, not that I'm a fan of Fannie Willis, but let's try to be uh, consistent here. Uh, you know if, if, if Fanny Willis needs to step down, then just so does his, his ass let's let's do it together, both of them uh, regardless um wh- what I did want to talk about real quick was um, with, with trump to to not to stay for too much longer on this, but the thing is, I think you're right, Don, but but you're only half right in my opinion people hate him and and that's why they're they're prosecuting him but he also did this shit you know like i mean it's not it's not like they're bringing this up out of the blue he's well,
0: he's guilty of everything they're saying but, but billy guilty. i'm saying and again i don't like trump but again in this case right. look look at what they're prosecuting for right. number one he he's guilty of right. raping a woman at some year, 30 years, we she doesn't even remember the year. In a in a department store dressing room with hundreds of people around, she doesn't shout for help, doesn't talk about it for decades, and jokes about having sex with them on social media. Mm-hmm. Paints her trees blue, calls her names, her cat vagina and her dog tits. This is an a credible woman, and he's found guilty there, millions of dollars. What did he do? And obviously, he didn't rape her. That's ridiculous, and, and she she should be laughed out of a courtroom. And then this uh <clears throat> this thing with uh. Nasferatu, I think it was Nasferatu was doing this one. Yeah, where he, yeah. he's uh he's uh he's again, he's they claim now he may have defrauded people. I mean all these yeah, guys defrauded
2: people. That's not. but,
0: but the, yeah. in that case though, you have to have an injured party.
2: No, you Who's don't the injured, And and that's the thing. They said he didn't
0: defraud them, and he paid them
2: back. That's the thing. You you don't have to have an an injured party. Here's the deal, right? With with the rape case, he didn't get hit with rape. He got hit with sexual assault. I think. Well, anything, regardless of that, whether it's true or not, I don't know. I really don't. Can I believe it? Absolutely, I can believe it. He can do something like that because he's a piece of crap. Is she crazy? Absolutely. But Trump would do something like this. He has said as much, right? So regardless, putting that aside, that's the bullshit trial, right? And and they hit him with it. Um, with Nosferatu, um, just because he paid all the money back and nobody got hurt doesn't mean he didn't commit a crime.
0: You but know, they if, testified if, for if, him. Bank said raped, no, he was fine.
2: If someone gets raped and they don't know they got raped, is it still a crime? Of course, it's still a crime. So he, yeah, he he committed a crime. He wasn't, so, regardless of what of what you of what you think the severity of the crime is, and and, and should he have gotten hit. With the amount of money that he got hit with, I, I, I think it's a little crazy to be honest with you. But he gave them the
1: ammunition to do this. Right. But One, they don't like him. He wasn't prosecuted for any of this stuff before he ran for president. Exactly. And, and that's the where they don't like him comes it. into play. You, you no, know, this is because, because Letitia, he represents the, uh, he represents, and I don't think he is, he represents the opposition.
2: Exactly. is a symbol. That's what's Letitia wrong with James
1: it. ran on
2: this here in New York. And this is what I mean. They don't like him. He wasn't course, prosecuted yeah. for it before. They let him slide. They didn't care what he was doing. He was doing illegal shit. They didn't care. Now they don't like him, so they brought it all up. That's why they're doing it. They but he them gave up them up the ammunition for it to pick yeah, and choose.
0: It, yeah, because it, it's right exactly. And when you have when you have in the past, they they hid their bias a little better. When you have Nosferatu saying you know undercover that we need to get rid of all the MAGA people, that's beyond Trump. That's 70, 80 million people. Get rid of them? How? Are you going to lock them all up? And again, this sets the precedent for that. Well, you And we've already had AOC and people like that. Again, I'm, I get mistaken for Trump. I think Trump's the Trump inside project. He's the false messiah here. He's a joke. But the problem is millions of people believe, and as Tony said, he's the face of the opposition. It's a fake opposition, but it represents the only opposition we have to this absolute corruption. And if you're going to have AOC seriously suggested, and a bunch of them did, of wanting to go after, make the people that voted for Trump pay. So it's like you're going to prosecute people for, and I'm telling you, there are millions of people in this country who support that. Yeah, yeah, you voted for Trump. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I mean, this this is very dangerous situation because this guy is uh, you know is what he is. I think mean, he's Trumpenstein project. But this is setting so many dangerous precedents. And uh, uh, it's the same thing with the vote fraud trial. This guy is being prosecuted in Georgia for for complaining about the vote. In the same place where Stacey Abrams, the exact same state where she's been complaining on. If I was his defi- a lawyer, not one of his ridiculous lawyers that he hires, an actual lawyer, I, I would just play all the tape of Stacey Abrams saying what happened uh, – claiming fraud. Say so this is in the state of Georgia, right? She was a Georgia official. Okay, I rest my case. Uh, but they, I know they won't. They'll never, they'll never even mention. But the problem is, is, is this? I mean, to talk about it, he tried to overturn the election. That that you know says. The idea is, of course, if you if you believe the election was fraudulent, of course you're going to try to overturn it. So he attempted legal means, and, but sixty of sixty two courts turned it down because that's the foundation of this corrupt system. is the electoral system. They're never going to. It doesn't matter what. They're never going to admit that the that they were vote fraud. That collapses the system right there. So, but it's very dangerous. All these precedents against him. You watch. He's going to be. If they continue this, they'll push it and they'll just they'll. They could prosecute him for saying there were bombs in, the, you know, in in uh, in the Twin Towers back in the day before he said, and then he kind of backed or just saying he promotes conspiracy theories, and this is very dangerous. We have to not let our feelings about him uh, again, I, and I, I think that's why it's worked so well. This was this was the design of the Trump and sign project to get this kind of hatred. I'm telling you right now, ask ah, Billy Ray who if right now I think if Trump if somehow they could get Hitler and. One of these science fiction movies out there, and Hitler really was like an underwater zombie or something, and they could they could resurrect him and bring him back, and run him for president. The only two choices you had, or somehow Hitler ran as a Democrat, and Hitler was was versus Trump. Who do you think? Who would you vote for, Billy? Right? And I, millions of people, who they? I'm telling you, the vast majority of people that hate Trump, they would vote for Hitler. That's the kind of hostility. I mean, I've never seen such hatred for a guy. And like I said, millions of people hate him for stuff he never did. Millions of people love him for stuff he never did. But I'm a Trump agnostic. We're the smallest minority group in the world.
2: I wouldn't vote for any of them because I don't vote. And this is what people <laughs> don't understand when I, when I criticize Trump. All of a sudden, oh, yeah, you're going to go the. Other-. No, man, when something's rotten, you criticize it. When something is wrong, you criticize it. When something is evil, you criticize it. And that's what this guy is. And I make no apologies for it because
0: I know him to be that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Chris, cool. Chris Buck. Chris Bucket is excited. The chatter is just Hitler's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> That's his boy. <laughs> you know. You know. What? But, mongrel, corporal
1: uh, on the ballot again. Chris Bucket the Let, hell? Let's man?
0: not. Let's not
1: forget. But, you know why this is all. This is a <clears> side <throat> show to get people to yell at each other and talk about who's who and, and who's up, who's down in politics. I mean, it is. It, the the psyop is strong. Right now. I mean, it's, it's, the mind control is strong. Let's take a step back. Uh, America's under a Maoist revolution. It's satanic. And um, you can see the outlines like the, the, what's on the horizon, which is going to be once, once there is a one party rule, which there will be soon. And this is all used to run out the clock and make sure that there's always going to be a controlled opposition that never makes any inroads. We can clearly see this now when, if there is a future where there's a history written by anyone with a, with any ob- objectivity at all, they're going to see that this was a built-in, designed collapse of a great nation to implement a Marxist totalitarian system. Now, when I'm saying Marxism, I mean Democrats, or I'm talking about what the ruling elite, the operating system that they put out. This is a Maoist, because you look at what Mao's revolution in the 1960s, we, we've talked about this before on the show, but it was about nothing. It was about just pitting people against each other. Uh, old versus young people with people that were intellectuals versus versus the farmer (laughs) i'll just set it in motion to create death it was just to cull and to create chaos because if you have people fighting uh each other that for made-up reasons then you'll ignore the top and all the stuff that they're doing to you and that's what's going on in my opinion i mean so i think we're watching it's it's in real time and it's scary because people aren't recognizing it and we're we are we just even us we get caught in this cacophony, right? We just, because the because of the politics, and I, I I know where Billy's coming from on this because Billy's old school. He's been in podcasting a long time. He's been in alternative media a long time. He got to watch the destruction of, of alternative media by Trump. Yes. Alternative media yes. used to be a lot more valuable. Yep. It used That's to be a lot right. more objective. It used to be a lot more for the truth. It has become a cesspool. And I I turn on my <laughs> Twitter feed and I'm like, how am I supposed to respect you now? You know, like people that I respect as journalists and thinkers and they're like, oh, you know, we got Trump's going to get in there like we just did this. (laughs) And we're we're, you know, and this is probably a good segue if you if you want, Billy, going into um, the article that was up on Natural News this morning about uh, the Gallup poll that says immigration is the number one. Again,
2: let's talk about that. Twilight zone. Hold it. Hold the thought before before, because otherwise I'll forget. Vince Agnelli, I saw I saw what you said. I disagree with you. If, if you wish to talk about it on the side, we can. But I totally, completely disagree with you. I still love you, and I'm still going to buy you, like, the biggest Yeah, don't mess that up. In April. I got you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, don't mess it up. Don't mess it up, Mr. Agnelli, all right? <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Tony. I'm sorry.
1: Well, we, we were talking off air about subjects, and I I saw this just kind of cruising the sites this morning looking at uh, headlines, and, I, and it popped up, and it just, again, I, the headline is is on natural news. And uh yeah, I know it's natural news. I like natural. They have a lot of independent <laughs> writers that go up over there. And um uh, you know, uh the Ethan Huff's a good one. But this is uh this is Laura Harris and it's a Gallup poll. Immigration is the most pressing problems for Americans today. This came out yesterday. Now, what does that mean? Um well, if you just look at the headlines, the survey conducted from February first to twenty reveals that immigration has surpassed surpassed all other current issues, with twenty eight percent of Americans identifying it as the most important problem in the country to date. <laughs> so we're back to where we started. I'm going to take let's go back in the wayback machine. Let's go back to 2015. I believe it was November or December 2015. There was the San Bernardino shooting. Okay. Remember the San Bernardino shooter Mm -hmm. walked in and the workplace had him and his wife, whatever that was, the lady from uh, I want to say she was from she was Saudi or some some kind of she was Arab nationalist. But anyway, she she came in. They I'm just putting in this quotations. We really don't know. I mean, Charlie Robinson, I think, did a good breakdown. I think he watched this headlines with his mom in real time and was like, this is what's going to happen. They're (laughs) not going to be able to find they're going to find them both dead. Right. And so there was something that happened. But Ann Coulter put out a tweet right after that and said, Donald Trump just became president of the United States because it wasn't this. It was an Im, immigrants and it had to do with uh, the overstaying of visa, I believe, by the wife, something with that. And she was on a watch list. But it, you culminate that with the border and illegal immigration, all of that. And then, you know, after he got elected, there, there somehow there wasn't any more San Bernardino shooters. There was uh, there was uh, Stephen Paddock in the hotel in, in Las Vegas. Maybe Uh, we don't, maybe we (laughs) don't know what that was. We, we, (laughs) we, we don't know anything about that. Um, Right. right. But so what I'm getting at is that they've recreated the exact same scenarios. It's, it's eerie. Like we're watching this again, they're bringing it back to galvanize the same demographics if they can, because a lot of the, you know, there was an article up on drudge today talking about how so many baby boomers are going to be passing away. It's going to make available housing for Gen Zers. So there's like, there's a just dis- disappearing demographic in this country, and then, you know, they're they're but they're exacerbating it. So still, the number one is so we're back to square one in 2024 where we were in 2016, 2015, and this seems to me like a play to get everybody to respond in a similar fashion. So the the, the op is is multifaceted. Not just trying to replace the demographics. It's not just cheap labor for the Chamber of Commerce Republicans. This is an actual op to get you to act in a certain way. This is
0: behavioral control because yeah. they're running the same thing. Well, did you, and wait, we should have brought, I, I want a minute. I should have mentioned uh, Lake and Riley, the story, look out, look how that story I've, I've never seen this kind of reaction. Did you see they've, they've had huge rallies for her and the media is completely not reporting. And if you don't know, there's a Venezuelan, I think who is, who's I've been deported a few times or something, I think already, killed her and the the media is and and then i don't know if you saw that uh press conference with the uh i've never seen such hostility on the part of the public and something like this they were shouting you're a liar i guess it was the mayor or that you know telling him the you're a liar and everything because he was again he was trying to justify this and gloss over it and this is this is the kind of thing and and it's uh it's similar to 2016 because when trump Trump first got called a racist, not by any, he won awards with Jesse Jackson. He'd never done anything to the black community, but he got called a racist because he started talking about the, uh, the pe- people that had been deported and committed crimes. And he first latched on to the murder of Kate Steinle in San Francisco. And for those who don't know, that guy had been deported many times and uh, he, he, the guy got off, the immigrant got off because of already the Trump effect. He, his ridiculous excuse was he found the gun under a bench and it accidentally went off. That was and the jury let him off, and then they they convicted him of a lesser charge. It was almost nothing, and the judge threw that out too. Mm. So just that that and and Kate Steinley's family hated Trump. They lost their daughter and they were so committed to this woke bullshit, they went nuts on him. Oh, we don't want associated with white nationalists. We don't want anybody to talk about it. they and not only that, Molly Tibbetts was another one. Who was killed by an illegal immigrant? I'll have the quotes of that they they hate Trump. They and the, the mother was so woke, she adopted like his some relative or something of the guy who killed her daughter. I mean, this is this is it's almost like that. If you read about that, uh, uh, you can carry this woke stuff to extreme. You know, my the hippopotamus is my favorite animal for those of you who don't know. But uh, <laughs> a, the, the, a hippopotamus ate this guy's wife. Holy crap. Hate it because they eat people all the time. You know, they should be the real king of the jungle. And hippopotamus need better publicity because they, they, you know, they they crush lines, but hippo's the real king of the jungle over there. But I right, saw one in, Walmart in history
1: three, in hippopotamus. I don't want to come up to it, Branson. It,
0: yeah, no, hippos were, <laughs> but but they they he he killed his wife. She kills. And this clown is so woke, he goes over there like the next year and wants to track down the hippo to to come up with start a relationship with him. They killed his wife. So that's it's kind of on a no-level, but it's the same kind of thought process. Who, I mean, do you see average defendants, average street defendants that kill somebody's family member where the family member wants to reach out to them? No, they're high-fiving and cheering and going crazy when he when he's convicted. They don't have any questions about if he was guilty in this case because it was a, this Trump was involved, legal immigrant. Oh, well, okay, maybe it's not a bad thing. I don't know. And so and that's why you have the Lake and Raleigh. I hope they keep this up. Uh, because this is the most pressure I've ever seen put on them. I don't know if they will, but they're holding these rallies. And again, the media is not even reporting on it. You know, if that was the other side that they would be, it was some kind of politically correct thing. They would be having constant views of look how many people are. This is a complete blackout. Nobody's reporting it.
1: Willful blindness. Yeah. It's willful blindness. And what does that track (laughs) back to? This is a faith. This is a religion. This is a cult. Good. That's what this is. We're talking, and, and that's why you can do any anything that it doesn't matter the 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 human cost. It doesn't matter. They're on this side, and that's why that's why the regular Americans and people. I'm talking, and I'm talking about all political affiliations that aren't whack jobs that are just want to go on and pay their bills and raise a family and be left alone and have a semblance of a constitution. That's why they don't understand it. They think it's politics. It's not politics. It's religion. They've supplanted God and replaced it with. What Hillary Clinton called the politics of meaning, it's mm-hmm. an existential crisis for the people. G.K. Chesterton said it best: when people stop believing in God, they don't believe in nothing; they believe in anything, mm-hmm. and that's what they've chosen to believe in. That's why we underestimate. We underestimate the ruling class. We underestimate like these Nesferatu <laughs> judges. <laughs> they believe it. it. You we talked about this last week, Don. You can't bribe them. No. you can't yeah. These are true believers. This isn't like the corrupt Tammany Hall, you know, machines and stuff, political machines. That's not what this is. It's, not even, rid- it's not even about the money.
0: Yeah, that's what said Jonathan Swift said back in the 1700s. You can't judge. The, you can't bribe the judges to do the right thing. You At this point, we're well beyond that. You can't judge any public. I don't think you could bribe any public official to do the right thing. No. At any level. I mean, okay, here, I'll give you, you know, bribe you. Good, can, you know, can you, can you do the right thing here, you know, and and come out and publicly say that, you know, it's 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 all murder is ridiculous, but it's particularly ridiculous when somebody is here illegally in the country and has been deported already a couple of times. And our crack officials somehow didn't see the potential for this. Uh, But, you know, again, so I can see why it's becoming an issue again. But we'll see if Trump joins on it. Maybe maybe Trump will talk to the uh, the girl's family and the girl's family who come out against him like they do every time. So the, the, project. Part
2: about the whole deal is, is <laughs> you can't bribe them to do the right thing because they already feel they're doing the right thing. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. This is, that's how indoctrinated the population is. And it goes beyond just the regular nine to five uh, civilian, man. You know, it, everybody's been mind controlled at this point and it's true believers, man. True faith right? like the yeah, 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 what exactly. song what, what, what was that what song is that um uh, New order New order was the name of that's an excellent song bro uh true faith it, it, it they are true believers yep. and and you can't convince somebody to to do something that's right when they when you are when they already believe that what they're doing is right man. and yeah. they f- firmly believe uh that what they're doing is
1: is right. And we're we're beyond politics now. And Don just gave me an idea. I, I really think that my new presidential ticket, if is Mary and Barry still alive? Dope. No, we, no. We Mary and Barry under <laughs> Biden, crack officials 24. Let's do it. 100%. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Let's, let's do yeah. it. That would be great. Yeah. At least we got full transparency, man. We I mean, have, I like it. Do it. I say right. let's go for it. You know, right.
2: we, we know exactly who we're ticket. dealing with, and I think we can all unite against that ticket. So I'm I'm completely for it, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think we'll have much resistance on the right, or, or maybe I I don't even think on the left, right? Maybe not even on. The, we, I think we can all unite against against the 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 drug addicts in charge. Um, you know, maybe, maybe 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 it's a utopia. Maybe I'm thinking too much. Maybe, yeah. You know, so who knows? We did get some valuable pieces of information here. Uh, 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 a hippo is Don Jeffrey's animal of choice. It is his, yeah. his
0: favorite animal. It's true. I I you know, I have a weird attraction to them. I don't know. Not sexually attractive, you know, that they're 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 they're, they're I am telling you, they're and they're so underrated. Not only no judgment done. Don. No, no, that's that's what I but yeah, you I can't get close to it, but but I mean they uh they are the fastest, I think only the cheetah can run faster than a hippo. As ridiculous as they look, they can outrun anybody. So you're if they're coming after you, you're dead. You might be able to zigzag, it might work. It works on a crocodile's, but um now I the hippo is incredibly underrated. I I can watch hippo video. It's, you know, it's
1: ridiculous. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving I'm We we have to do something with a shirt. Why is hippo uh, with America? <laughs> I mean, why isn't America <laughs> unplugged a hippo? Yeah. <laughs> We can make it a hippo, Hi- yeah. Hi- hippo political, hippo, yeah. political. hippo we can, we can <laughs> My have,
0: secret is out. I have, you know, you I have the hippocampus for your brain. Yeah. You're yeah.
1: thinking it's the hippo campus. Come on, this is all we can all merge <laughs> so yeah. these things. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Tony's the wolf,
0: right?
1: Right. You're,
2: you're, I'm the panda. I love pandas, but at you least need I need to change make it all up.
1: of our avatars. I right. just, be, you know,
2: I'm gonna go see Kung hippo. Panda March 8th.
1: With-
2: I really am. Anyway, all right, man. That, that's it for today um we, we have more we could talk about but we're not gonna um and th- next week let, let's see what we can pull off thank you for everybody being here really appreciate you uh make sure you guys check out angry tiger later tonight uh and if anybody has anything they want to plug let me know drop it in the chat and i will do my best to get to it before we get off air all right don jeffrey's the legendary hippo lover uh tell him what's up sir
0: yeah, people can find me at the Substack is the only place I'm not being shadow banned. And since I think she talked last uh not only is um and that's my substack is Donald Jeffries at substack.com. I protest just like the podcast here, but uh Barnes and Noble not only took down completely shadow uh, masking the truth, it's not there anymore at all. Amazon this week is just they've just disappeared the Kindle version. So you have to go to Lulu, the publisher. And I used to put that out, Midnight Writer News, Lulu Publishing. You, you can still get the e version there because people have asked me, but it's amazing. I mean, they're just dis- and there's no explanation. They won't answer you anything. So, um, you know, I know I'm over the target with that book. So uh, you can try to help me by buying it while you can and or suggesting it to your libraries and always support me at Substack. That's the only place that my audience is being allowed to grow. So please become a subscriber.
2: Tony
1: Harder, Burn the Wisest of All the Wolves. Tell them what's up, sir. Well, you can find my website is arderburn.news if you'd like to contact me my podcast is Paratruther and the arderburn radio transmission i'm going to be doing a live paratruther tomorrow around 5 p.m central time if you want Damn. to go check that out it'll be i'll be on this channel uh on awesome. these channels so go check check me out uh for a live paratruther. i'm gonna i got an article that i wanted to go over for a couple of weeks we're gonna kind of dive into some luciferianism and the technocracy uh, Yuval Harari, uh, the, the the World Economic Forum. Some of that's how it all ties together. And I, I like the article, so I'm going to dive in that tomorrow and uh, update the feed. Can't uh, also, don't forget Wolfpack. Wolfpack.gold the sponsor of this program. Uh, Precious Metals Monthly Subscription Membership. Check it out. we got cool stuff, free constitutional silver. <laughs> um, I'm finding out, it's funny, I, I'm finding out why other gold companies didn't do this. Uh, because of the uh, the amount of moving parts and things but i'm enjoying it i got up you know we got hundreds of people all over the country it's it's uh it's an adventure every day and we get to buy some cool products for people so go check out both
2: tony's the real deal go check out tony the the most honest man in the business Most i'm i'm almost positive and i don't know everybody else in the business but they're probably not as honest as tony he doesn't they probably don't have their your best interest is heart at heart i'm sorry i can't talk today um like, like Tony does. Um, LB Bruins, that's my guy. Uh, Mr. Agnelli says that I missed my trip back to China because I was, uh, you know, the pandas or whatever. I'm very upset at the Chinese government for taking the pandas out of Washington, D.C. Uh, we, we just had some pandas grow, I um, mean, you know, um, birthed over there, and, and the Chinese government took them back. All of well,
0: them. I, I gotta say real quick because I lived, you know, I used to go to the DCs, the National Zoo, all the time, and those pandas. They were they were so overrated because it, first of all they they hit they they ended up killing a one a trainer by the way one of the but they they used to they 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 weren't like uh, some of the other animals where you could you know and they they did this thing where they're trying to be kind to the animals but they made the view the viewing experience. Not good at all for most people but they, the pandas were kind of hidden they, they weren't social creatures and then they got rid of them they got rid of the National Zoo is a disgrace I wrote something about that years ago when I complained about it first of all, they got rid of the hippos and you know that's, but that's you know, it. That's deal it. I mean that's it that's a deal breaker right there and they uh, had you, you would you walk for miles in that place up and down hills and you, you struggle to see any animals. It's like it's it's such a joke, and again, people people hear about that. Oh, the Nationals or the National Zoo sucks. I can tell you that from first. And when I was a kid, it was great. That's where I learned my love of hippos. <laughs> I loved it.
2: I used to go there to 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 see the pandas, you know. And the last time I was there, I had a blast, you know. Um, but but you're right. It's a lot of walking, and sometimes you can't see the animals. But uh, it, every time I got to see a panda, it's great, and you can't really see them. The Bronx Zoo. I, I live about ten minutes from the Bronx Zoo, and it's fantastic. And now we got pandas in San Diego. So I got a reason to go over there. The Chinese gave us pandas in San Diego. Pandas will will be the peace of the earth. They they will broker peace here on this planet. (laughs) Those animals are fantastic. All right. Um, That's it. What do we got? Angry Tiger tonight exclusively on freeworld.fm. Go check him out. I think it's 8 p.m. Eastern, right? Uh, Tiger, pretty sure. Um, let, Let me know if I'm wrong and uh, uh steve swan wants to talk about clive davis and the jeffrey f epstein of rap which is very possible we're going to i don't know man maybe, maybe let's see how i'm feeling tomorrow night maybe i'll go live after tony and um and uh, if, and, and i'll talk a little bit about diddy and and uh, the the nastiness that's going on over there with clive davis and people and all this crap you know we all knew about this but now we're seeing that it's true you know so it's true uh and it's not it's not good, but uh whatever. I feel like crap, so I can't promise that. All right, it's America Unplugged, uh the infinite fringe dot America Unplugged on Apple Podcast, America Unplugged right here on Rockfin 12 p.m. Eastern every Saturday. All right, and thank you, thank you so much. Make sure you catch Don Jeffries on Jeff Rents 9 p.m. on Mondays. And Tony's gonna be on at 5 p.m. tomorrow, right here on this channel check that he's on with david knight at roughly 11 o'clock every thursday uh talking about you know the, the collapse of the dollar and all that other good stuff um so uh, go check him there and i think that's all we got ladies and gents um let's get up out of here tony let's uh, play got us it. out don't burn
1: oh you do we want to shout out the people real quick do we have time <laughs> <laughs> Play the outro you want me to turn it down well we can uh we can definitely play it twice Oh,
2: yeah. sorry not. tony my fault man it's cool um don, don who's on youtube real quick
0: uh we got uh <laughs> karen carpenter is there thomas clayton Pell, of course vince Signelli, uh harps rabos rabos changes navy the Raybo. i guess i haven't seen him for a rabos he's now rabos pulpit he's been a lot of different things strawberry mm-hmm. uh let me see uh, I know I saw John Bassiglone. Chris Bucken, of course, is uh, going to vote for Hitler if he runs. If somehow we can resurrect him, Hitler's got one vote, I can tell you that. Uh, let's see. Uh, so who, uh,
2: he has more than that. But.
0: Oh, he'll have a lot more of that. But he's <laughs> one, one person I know that probably will admit to voting for him. John Bassiglone, let's see. Uh, I think oh, White Wolf, of course. Uh, and I think Felix was in there too.
2: Nice, what's up, Felix? How you guys yeah. doing? How's yeah. everybody over there doing, man? Yeah. Over we got Steve Swan. We got Nancy Chambers. How you doing, Nancy? Angry Tiger, Thank the see himself. What's going on, uh, Tom Cooper? How are you, Angus Mustang? What's going on, sir? You know the usual suspects surrounding the chat. Uh, I did. I did see Harps. I think he finally made it back. To to Rockfin. I don't know what you did, boy, but but thank you, thank thank you for being. He claims here.
0: he's in. Invi- he's claiming he's in invi- something that he's got a theory where he claims he's being hidden or something. He's invisible. People can't see him. I don't know, buddy he, well, he's in both places. We see him.
2: He's John Cena. Um, <laughs> M Dawes is here. Uh, Hopson <laughs> is here. Uh, so many people, man. Thank you all for being here. We appreciate you. All right, uh, take it easy now. Now we're gonna play the song. Right. Do it, Tom. So. Don't burn the place down. Bye-bye. There you go.